I think it's kind of interesting that today's topic that comes to us out of Romans is on uh, division and obstacles or division and dissension uh, when most of you are actually sitting near each other. And I'm going to be honest, you all look very good sitting next to one another. And if that, taking out half the pews is what it takes. Let's take out a quarter of them, really. Um, Earlier this summer, my family and I embarked on something that that we were quite a bit nervous about and was the first time doing. And that was um, going on vacation with the rest of my family. And we rented a house for, for about a week where we were all going to be together, my parents, my sister, my brother, and his family and daughter, and my wife and I all in one house. And that had not ever happened before. Um, and anybody who's been in a situation like that knows that it can either go really, really well or it can go really, really bad. Now, for us, thankfully, it went really well to where we think it might happen again in the future after we all grow up a little bit more. Um, But you are in a situation where you are put with your family and you hadn't been in that situation in a long time. People change over time. Families grow differently. The family that you first had, maybe when you had children, now that your children are adults, the family looks different. Uh, Your family looks different as grandchildren are added in. Or your family looks different when you just get married to somebody. It's not what it once was. Uh, Events shape and change the way our family looks. And certainly we that are gathered here We can be very open about the way Christ has called us into one and called us even into one family to where the family that we have gathered here looks very different from the family that was here three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. January marks the 10th anniversary of this church. And the family that gathers here looks a little bit different. But there's something that's not different at all about this family. It's what gathers us here that is not different. It's what we have in common that is not different. The purpose and the reason that you are in these pews is not different from the people who came and sat here before. Some of these pews date back to 1941, we've discovered. You don't look the same as the people in 1941. (laughs) But the reason you're here is the same. What it is that has brought you here is the same. What it is that unites you to the person in 1941 or the person who was here 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 3 years ago is the same. That's how family works. Certainly we all know you do not choose who is in your family. (laughs) (laughs) You also do not choose who is in your church, who is in your faith family. Paul warns us of something that is very important. He warns us to beware. He is not the first person to warn the church. In fact, the first person to warn the church is Jesus himself, who warns of the times that we are to face. 
Not just the times of persecution, not just the times where we will suffer from temptation, which is always certainly the case, but the times in which we will face challenges in the faith. Challenges of whatever it is that we believe, but challenges also from those within. So where even as he is with his instructions on how you handle people, that are these ones that create division and obstacles. At first you go to them as one, then you go to them as two, and then you go to them as three, and then you go on and on down the line until repentance is reached. It's difficult, it's hard, it's ugly, it's family. Because what it is that gathers us here has not changed. The very one who warned us of these times is the very one who has saved us from these times. Is the very one who gives us this power and this understanding to see division when it enters, to see who it is that lays obstacles before us. In this section of Romans, we're finishing out the entire book. And as we've gone through this book, we see the realities of this world, but we also see the realities of our faith. That it is connected not just to ourselves as the rest of the world sees their own faith, but it is connected to someone who is above, who is created, and is beyond. Paul, as he's giving us this doxology at the very end of Romans, says, Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that has been kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed to you, to his people. To him who is able to strengthen you. If we were to stand on our own, this house would have crumbled. We would have fled here for many different reasons. None of us would be here today. But we are here by the one who strengthens us, the one who grants us understanding of the truth, the one who allows us to see when division and dissension becomes part of us. As Paul's writing this, he's mentioning this at the very end of the book. The other books that we have from Paul, a lot of times this is mentioned very early on because all of them have already suffered from this. Corinthians is about dissension having entered into the church through many different areas and ways. Galatians warns of the way dissension can come in. And both times the answer to it is Jesus. Just as Paul's reply to it after he warns us about this dissension and warns us about division is about the one who is able to strengthen us. Which helps us understand this book more. Because at the very beginning of this book, Paul writes to them, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because the faith that you proclaim to the rest of the world. Rome is a church that is not known for its dissension and its division. But rather, it is known for its faith. The very thing that dissension and division seeks to destroy. So these words are very important to us. To beware. 
And the only thing that can ever overcome dissension and division is the very thing that unites us. This mystery that had been hidden for ages but has now been revealed to you. And that is the thing that unites us. The mystery. The mystery of how a God can actually come to us in a person. The mystery of how a God can actually know who you are and care. The mystery. God can take on all of these doubts, all of these times of darkness, all of these sins of ours, and carry them with him to the cross. The mystery of how not only did that God die for us, but he has risen for us. The mystery of not only how that God has ascended for us, but has sent his spirit to dwell with us, to be with us, to lead us forward, and to point out what it is we need to be aware of. Now to the God who strengthens you, who leads us away from such dissension and division. As I was thinking through this sermon and struggling with it, I struggled with, is there a way that you can even mention what it is that the dissension and division that can enter into the body of Christ And in some ways, I feel almost as if I am the most unqualified for saying that. Because there are many of you who have been parts of churches a lot longer. I'm not saying that I'm younger, but I am. (laughs) And many of you have seen this. You've seen it in person. You've seen the way it can crawl in and creep into relationships. You've maybe not even just seen it within your own church families, but you've seen it within your own families. And you've seen what it can do. Which means the weight, the weight of discerning and remembering and bewaring falls on you. That you are the ones with the wisdom and the knowledge to see it and to speak against it. We are not a church body that thinks that only a few have the wisdom of God. We are not a church body that thinks that only one person that stands in the front can dare say when something's not right. Rather, we are the priesthood of all believers. We are people who have the mysteries of the world revealed to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And it falls to you to speak in love with one another so that this division and that dissension finds no home, no place among us. I might even be so bold to say that those problems, those errors of the past is what has led us to celebrate 10 years as a new congregation. Which means we bear quite a bit of weight. It would be impossible Impossible for us to hold up under that weight if it wasn't for the one who can strengthen us. If it wasn't for the one that Paul points out that we can go back to and find the strength to confront, to put an end to division, to speak the words of faith to one another. Several weeks ago, Pastor Marcus 
had an excellent, uh, every sermon is an excellent sermon. <laughs> that week was particularly good. <laughs> when he spoke on the text, talking about confessing with the mouth and believing in the heart, where our rule and our norm is the faith that is taught to us in the scriptures, that we are able to beware and stay away from division and dissension when it is something that preaches and speaks against what the Word of God says. Where do we draw our lines? With that Word. Where do we speak? With that faith. Where do we get such power and authority? By the one who strengthens us. By the one who has revealed such wonderful and amazing mysteries. Jesus Christ. You are his people. You hear the doxology that Paul offers to us about the one who strengthens us. And we hear his warning. And we take it with seriousness. And we defend. Not just ourselves. Not just this church. But we defend all the people of God. We stand up against those who say God is something that he's not. We stand up and we speak the words of Christ that we know to be true to those who deny it. And we call out, we bring attention, and we share grace when division and dissension is brought within our ranks and within the ranks of all those who know to be one of us. Amen? Amen.